thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Cindy O'Meara and we're in the third week of my interviews with people that will be doing uh, or be speaking and presenting at the Functional Nutrition Academy Summit this year in Brisbane at the Queensland University of Technology on the 28th and 29th of July. On the 27th of July, on the evening um, in Brisbane, we'll also be playing the documentary What's With Wheat and we'll be doing a forum after it with not only myself but also with uh, Dr Rodney Ford, gastroenterologist and paediatrician who is also in my movie. And if I can sneak Kim Morrison in, she'll be on the forum as well because she's in the movie um, with me. So today I'll be interviewing Melanie Thompson, who is a naturopath, and she is a naturopath for cultured wellness, and her knowledge of herbs is amazing. You just want to listen to her for hours and hours and hours. So we've only got 30 minutes with her, so enjoy her interview that I do with her. And second, I don't think this girl needs any introduction. We all know what she's like, um, is Karen Smith. And Karen, uh, will I do a 30-minute interview with her also, and she'll be talking about what she'll be talking about at the summit. So enjoy. Welcome to the speaker's introduction for the Nutrition Summit of 2018. There's a wonderful lineup of speakers that will be giving you more information about nutrition than more than you've learned in uh, the course. I've handpicked every one of these myself, and they will be giving you the latest in science and research in their field. And there are many fields that we're looking at. I have with me at the moment Mel- Melanie Thompson, who will be talking all things herbs. Welcome. Hi, Cindy. Thanks so much for having me. Now, what I want to do is I want to ask why you do what you do, because I think it's important that we know um, why you do what you do and, and what is it that you do do. <laughs> um, well, why I do what I do, I guess, is... You know, it probably started when I was a lot younger, so working in the garden, learning about different herbs and picking them and creating foods out of them, um, you know, and then creating meals from these these beautiful gifts from nature. Mm. Um, so that probably led me down the path to studying naturopathy, which is what I'm practicing at the moment um, with a big passion in herbal medicine. So um, I guess herbs, you know, they've been around for thousands of years. Um, over time, we've refined them. We know we have lots of different applications of using them. And um, I guess they allow us to take a vitalistic approach to health and well-being. Oh, you said the right word because one <laughs> of the first modules is vitalism and they learn the philosophy of vitalism because many of our medications are taken from the herbs, aren't they? Yeah, most of um, our pharmaceutical drugs are either indirectly or directly derived from medicinal herbs. And you wonder why, why don't we just keep it all together? Why don't we just keep the plant synchronistically working together? That, that's always been my question. Why do we have to um, extract that, um, that component that we in science believes is the thing that does all the work? But what about all the other little components around it? 
And that's um, such a great question and it's probably why I'm so passionate about herbs. Um, so a lot of pharmacists, you know, they extract that active constituent, which can be the main structure of that herb. Um, and they look at that as being the only medicinal part and the rest of the elements are just rubbish. Mm. Whereas, you know, herbalists, we look at the whole herb as the active constituent. And that kind of brings in the, phenomen uh, the phenomenon of synergy and the fact that isolating certain active constituents have shown to be less active um, than combining them. So actually using the whole herb and all its components shows to have an effect on the same thing, but, you know, 10 times better. And mm -hmm. they can't prove this, um, you know, in terms of scientific ways these days, but it's just this beautiful phenomena of synergy. Um, so we get that as uh, one complete herb, but that's where we've also shown that even using two or three herbs, there's also beautiful synergistic effects between that as well. I was listening to a TED comp, um, video and it was, um, I, I don't remember who the gentleman was and I've really got to find it again. But what blew me away was that he was working with South American uh, Indians and he noticed that they combined five plants together um, and I think it was for um, for increasing mental stimulation I, I, or spiritual realm or something like that. So some of them were drug-inducing as far as um, changing the mind. But he knew that if they took – so he had looked at all these five plants and he knew if they took one, it would kill them. Yeah. And, and so he asked the South Americans, Indians, he said, how do you know to combine these five plants? Because each one of them does one thing and, and one of them is quite dangerous. How do you know to combine them? And you know what his answer was? The plants speak to us. Yeah. So romantic, isn't it? <laughs> it was so romantic. I, and, and, like, this was on TED and it was, you know, it was a 20-minute amazing talk and he went through, he, he actually showed the chemical components, what they do in the body, how they do it. And how did they figure out that these five needed to, to come together? And I guess that's culture and tradition. And that's perhaps, do you practice Chinese herbal medicine? Is that what you're practicing or all across the board? All, all across the board. So um, I've got like that, um, the training in Western herbal medicine, but we do tie in Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine. Um, Chinese medicine have their own traditional ways of prescribing it. And very much, um, you know, they never question their traditional practice. Whereas unfortunately in the Western world, we do have this thing where we have to have that scientific evidence as mm. to why this herb works, um, why we, we should combine or shouldn't combine herbs. So there's a beauty in it, I guess, because it gives our traditional practice some um, or it rationalises our traditional practice and it, it makes it more acceptable in the modern world. Um, but, yeah, it's a... You know, it's an interesting path and there's so much to learn. So Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine are a very big um, passion of mine as well to take a bit more in. So will we learn from you um, at the summit? Will we learn about a little bit about Ayurvedic? Because I don't know a lot about Ayurvedic. I've heard about it. Um, I, I love the idea of it. You know, I think Deepak Chopra was the first time I ever heard about Ayurvedic medicine back in the 70s or 80s. I can't remember when that was. But will you teach us any Ayurvedic medicine or 
Um, I will definitely um, talk about herbs that are Ayurvedic herbs. I'm definitely not an Ayurvedic practitioner, but I do have I have quite a strong yogic background and I used to cook Ayurvedic foods for, for many years. So I definitely will tie in other aspects of healing and, and how they play a big role, not just in the actual herb, but the energetics and that intuitive practice as well. Yeah. Now, how I met you was through... Kirsty Worth, who is Cultured Wellness, who um, was my saviour back in 2015 when I had a daughter who um, had had a um, four wisdom teeth taken out. She'd also been given her first ever antibiotic and it was given to her intravenously, broad spectrum, dental, worst you could ever be given. It decimated um, her gut bacteria and, and... you know, and, and the, the wisdom teeth were also a problem. They had did a very bad job and she had cavitations and we had to have them fixed. But with the help of Kirsty, um, we brought her back from anxiety, depression, isolation, bloated stomach, not able to tolerate foods, to where she's not what she was, you know. I don't know if she'll ever get back there, but she's at least 80 to 90% better and she can eat more foods and she doesn't get a bloated stomach and, you know, life's good for her. So to me, Kirsty's been a very big part in, in her life and my life. And so I met through um, Kirsty you. And um, she has such a high opinion of you and your knowledge of herbs. She says all she wants to do is just soak up your information on herbs. So let me know, what do you do with Kirsty? Oh, well, first off, she's such a beautiful soul. So I very much enjoy being a part of the cultured wellness team. Mm. Um, so obviously, Kirsty has this amazing program that's looking at, you know, rebalancing the gut microbiome. And we use, you know, those scientific sort of um, tools like BioScreen to really give us a good understanding of each individual. Um, so all, well, I guess what my role was, was to bring in so an alternative to antibiotics. So mm. if someone does have an imbalance in their gut, um, how can we, we, we know with her program, there's the food as medicine aspect and all the detoxing tools, but how can we help that process along by using herbal medicines to, you know, sort of eradicate or, or get rid of a lot of those overgrowths that aren't beneficial and also heal the gut to help it, you know, help that, those good bacteria stick and set up home really. So you're the formulator, would I, would I say? You're the, the formulator and the, the one that says who should have this and who shouldn't have that? And Yeah, definitely. So, And this is, you know, um, like what you were saying before, you know, everybody is different. So mm. herbs are going to affect people differently. Um, so we have, you know, I have formulated a certain amount of uh, different cleansers and then we have the one-on-one, you know, consultations just to make sure that these herbs are appropriate for each person and that they're going to get the best healing outcome from them. Mm. So culinary herbs, will you be speaking about culinary herbs at all um, through, the, through the hour and a half that you have with my students? Oh, definitely. That's where everything began for me. Um, and that's the foundation of my mm. practice, food as medicine and, you know, um, just yeah, that's just got to be the number one part of it. And then we use the, all different other types of medicinal like applications to enhance the healing if we need to add a little bit extra in. But, yeah. So you're going to teach us how to make tinctures? Are we going to do something like that? <laughs> 
little bit of alcohol, throw the herb in and let it sit. <laughs> we can make cocktails. <laughs> uh, we Definitely I'll be talking about the different applications of uh, medicinal herbs like your tinctures and your herbal extracts. Unfortunately, we probably won't be able to make them because they do take time. Um, so, um, yeah, but I'll, I'll do a breakdown of it and why, you know, why I use um, the herbal extracts probably above and beyond some other herb, herbal mm. applications available. Oh, well, I look forward to um, listening to you. And it's so funny because um, I, I'm not sure if people understand that the reason I handpick everybody is that I want to listen to you. I want to hear, I want to learn from you. I, you know, that's, that's why I do this. Or I've, like, you know, I've interviewed everybody so far and, you know, when I listen to them, I realise that they've come into my life for some reason um, and, and they're here to teach and they're here not only to teach myself but they're here to teach the students. So the students learn so much in a 12-month period but there's just so much information out there. And I don't know about you, Melanie, but for me, I find that the more I learn, the more I don't know. <laughs> you know, and especially when you start to learn about the medicinal uses of herbs and you just, my mind blows you know, it really does when I start really going into the nitty gritty. But if I'm going to bring it back, and, and I'd love you to, to have, speak on this, if I'm going to bring it back, when we look vitalistically at something, we don't need to know the real nitty gritty of the biochemical reactions and everything like that. We just need to know that um, this herb, scientifically we've proved this, but this herb will help this condition. Would you like to speak on that? Um, yeah, so I guess, um, you know, and that very much comes down to the individual. So mm -hmm. this herb may treat that condition, but that may not be for everybody. So there are a lot of herbs that will have the same action. And um, that's where it really, you know, that consultation with a practitioner is super important for us to get a feeling of what's going on. So what, is, what are the symptoms, you know, looking at that underlying causes that could be associated, but also um, identifying or, or feeling into their energy and intuitively mm -hmm. looking at the, her, those herbs on a whole and what other herbs are, I guess, unique for them and in combining them are going to give them or promote their innate healing process in their body. Mm. And when you consider that there's a lot of herbs, you yeah. know, um, like we can walk through a paddock and don't even realise that we're walking on our food. I did a wild medicine, um, wild food course out at Conondale, which is just out on the Sunshine Coast Ranges, and I did it with this um, SAS gentleman. And he, we actually interviewed him and um, his knowledge was how to survive in the bush. And what he, he found like natural antibiotics. He showed us um, in lichen some natural antibiotics and he showed us things that would help in, I can't even remember all the things now, but it's like when I first went for a walk with him, I just walked through the bush. After I'd, I'd spent a weekend with him, I'm like, I said to him, I'm walking on my food. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm working on my medicine. <laughs> but you just realize that, you know, a weed isn't a weed. Perhaps it's just something that we don't understand its mechanism. Oh, yeah. And I mean, most of our most potent medicinal herbs are what most people call, consider weeds. Mm. Um, and yeah, definitely, you know, 
all around us. There's so much beauty, but so much more to each, each plant. Um, and even trees and the bark from trees and leaves from certain plants. Um, I used to live on a remote island off Cape York and, you know, um, there'd be times where I was there on my own and I would just think about what was in my orchard and what was around me because there is no medical help. There is no communication sometimes. So what am I going to do to support myself and others, you know? And it was just such a beautiful process of connecting with what was around me and, and really understanding how I could mix them together as well. Oh my gosh, that's a story in itself. <laughs> that sounds amazing that you've done that, lived on a remote area. Yeah. Are we going to hear more about that one? Probably. It was a yeah. very big part of my life. So. <laughs> oh, I look forward to that. I won't ask any more questions. <laughs> I, I will look forward to that. Oh, All right. Um, anything else you'd like to let everybody know that um, you'll be talking about? Just, you know, so that they know what they're prepared um, and they're prepared to understand what they're going to be learning from you? Um, well, I guess, you know, I, I will be talking about, you know, um, the breakdown of herbs. So what it is we look at in herbal medicine. So, you know, the part of the, the herbs that are used, the different active constituents, um, also looking at the, phar the pharmacology of the herbs, so how the different applications and why we would use one application over another application. So when that becomes an importance. Um, probably a big part as well for me that's that romantic part is the traditional uses of herbs. Mm. And um, obviously, like I mentioned, that scientific evidence is something we hear all the time. So looking at both and, and looking how, you know, uh, phytochemistry and the study of those active constituents actually just rationalizes that beautiful traditional use, but also gives us, I guess, a better grounding to, to um I guess, access a lot of other people and be able to use herbs for them because you're giving them that extra information. So I'll definitely be looking at the scientific evidence and the traditional evidence, um, looking at it as a, a great alternative to pharmaceutical drugs and the fact that, you know, um, it enables us to have that vitalistic approach. Mm. Um, and I guess just some key points that were always passed on to me and there was something that was just stuck in my mind, you know, whenever there was doubt um, throughout my whole training, um, even when I practice now, if there's ever like, oh, is this herb right? There's my lecturer there just in the back of my head going, you need to trust in the herbs. So there is this beautiful romantic element to herbal medicine that I think is very uplifting on, on an energetic level. You speak, <laughs> you, no, it is. You're actually speaking um, our language, you know, the Functional Nutrition Academy. And, and this is not just only for students. So um, this can also be for people that aren't students and just want more information and they want to learn from the likes of you. Uh, but you're speaking our language. So we talk about vitalism. We talk about our traditional ways, our cultures. So, um, and then we look at the science because what we're finding is that science is actually supporting those old cultures and traditions and, and the traditional way of using that herd, whether it be a culinary or an extract or a um, tincture or, or however we, we used it and, and why we used it. Um, so it'll, it'll be um, a time of learning for all of us. I um, hope everybody brings their pens and papers and um, we might need to record it too because I always find I can never write fast enough when you guys are talking. Yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's going to be wonderful. All right. I think um, we've given them a taste of exactly what you'll be talking on and um, you have a um, – I hope people, are, if they're not watching the video, um, you – you just got a smile on your face the whole time <laughs> and I can feel your passion for this subject and everyone will just be enthralled with, um, with what you're saying because of your, your passion. You just, you just oozy. You haven't stopped smiling. <laughs> oh. It's wonderful to see. Yeah, I do. I do love my herbs and I think everyone that knows me, you know, I've got a herb for, for anything that you, you want to say to me, I've got a herb that's going to back it up. So um, I'm very passionate about herbal medicine and, you know, very passionate about making it more available to a wider variety of people because a lot of people don't quite understand it and a lot of people have a lot of fear around herbs and um, it's just not necessary. <laughs> no. And you know what I find is that people have lost their trust in um, the innateness of the, the human body, the intelligence of the food around us and herbs, you know, we've used them for forever, basically. They've been in um, for as long as our existence has been there. We have used these herbs, whether we've used them as a culinary or whether we've used them as a medicine. And uh, and you might know a little bit more about this, but the Australian Aboriginal people, they never call it medicine. They say it's for food. Exactly. It's part of what we've <laughs> always done. Yeah. yeah. And they have some of the oldest herbal medicine remedies around there or food remedies. <laughs> so we're going to learn about those as well? We'll learn a little bit about those. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is going to be great. All right. I think I've tempted everybody enough. And so we look forward to seeing you July 28th and 29th in Brisbane at the Functional Nutrition Academy Summit of 2018. Look forward to seeing you there. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much. Welcome to the speaker's introduction for the Nutrition Summit for 2018. We have a wonderful lineup of speakers to give you more information on nutrition as well as setting up your business. I've handpicked all these speakers myself. They give us the latest science and research in their field. Right now, we have Karen Smith. Her topic will be the mindset of change. So Karen... Why do you do what you do? That's my first question because we're not going to give away everything for the summit, but I just want them to understand where you're coming from and why you do what you do. Well, it's a really good question and it's a question that, um, you know, I, I get asked a lot, but when it comes from somebody like you, it's got a different level of meaning to it because it's not just I'm here because I want to tell everybody about what I know. When it comes from you, it's about um, really elevating people to a whole new level of life. Mm -hmm. And because of the work that you do with everybody, and particularly at this summit and what everybody's going to be experiencing at the summit, it's going to be moving people outside of the confines of their comfort zone, of what they're used to experiencing and what feels normal and safe. And I think that um, your whole methodology, Cindy, through your whole message and your whole life almost has been very much about moving people outside of what's comfortable and what's conditioned. And when I look at what you do and why you've chosen me to be one of your speakers, I think it's very much because we surf the same wave when it comes to that. For both of us, it's really important that we act as conduits or support for human beings to be able to live a bigger life and a better life and more inspired and expanded life where opportunities can find us, where growth can find us. And of course, challenge finds us um, more easily because we become magnetic 
And that's really why I do what I do. It's to help people become more magnetic in their life so that they can attract the money they want, the career they want, the partnerships they want, the love, the love, the laughter, the fun, the freedom. All of those sorts of things tend to come when we move outside of the skin bag that makes us feel um, limited and small. And, you know, when I'm speaking at the summit, I'm going to share with everybody my own personal story, of course, and I'll share with you guys how I got to, uh, to know everything that I know and so that everybody feels like they're in really safe hands when I take the stage. But I think today on this interview, it's really cool to be able to share just a little taste, just like a little tapas plate of what will open up and what will become possible when it comes to what's going on between our two ears and the experience of life that we have, particularly when it comes to growing your business and particularly when it comes to sharing what you've been learning in the Nutrition Summit with the people outside in your own environment and in your own world because the work is great while it sits in here but it makes no difference until it goes out there and that's really what my job is in this summit is to really support you in being able to be exceptional to believe that you're exceptional but then to create an exceptional impact and influence in the world outside for you and that's exactly what i wanted is that is that i find that um they do the work they get they graduate um, and even if they're halfway through, they get excited about what they can do, but mm. then they freeze. It's like they have this fear. Is it the fear of being, um, you know, big? What's Nelson Mandela's? Um, who are you to play small or something? Oh, yeah. We have to play big. And if we don't play big, then people aren't going to hear this message. Mm. And that's the issue is that they don't realise how important this message is. We've got a lot of sick kids out there, a lot of sick adults and a lot of sick elderly. And they don't know because all they know is to go to their doctor, they get diagnosed, they're treated usually with medications or chemicals or operations. Mm. They don't know what's possible. So while I do what's possible in the nutrition field, what I find you do, Karen, is that you do what's possible in the field that's between their ears. Mm. And, and so what, yeah, that's what you do, you know, like <laughs> just expand people between their ears. You get them to play bigger. And I know when I did Mindset Mastery with you, I, I still remember that five days. Yeah. I had five days with Karen, everybody. Can you imagine that? <laughs> It was the most amazing five days that month. Excruciating. It's in. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I loved it so much. It was at the Marich Dorarisal, and I learnt heaps from you. And they only have you for an hour and a half. That's it. Yeah. That's all they get you. So I want to make sure that they're prepped with this interview, so that they can then, you know, move on to where they need to go. So. How about giving us just some nuggets as to what you think um, they need to do to get out of their own way to be the success that they need to be? Look, it's, you know, for, for, for somebody standing on the outside looking in, I can say, oh, look, it's a no-brainer. You know, the steps are really straightforward. They're really simple. But when you haven't done it before or you're venturing into, into new, um, new territory with new knowledge and new content and new enthusiasm, we're going to go through different phases in our business development or our self-development. And every phase is really natural and normal. So what I want to say to everybody is don't try to... Uh, halt the phases. What I want to say to everybody is 
come to the nutrition summit and accelerate through them because every phase in business or every phase in growth is natural and normal. So that initial enthusiasm and excitement and let me out there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this world amazing, you know, that's so fantastic because that's kind of where, you know, they, there's that whole saying of 80% of your success comes from your enthusiasm and 20% comes from your skill. And it's, it's probably 90-10. It's, you know, in the very beginning, your enthusiasm is so infectious and ultimately, what we want to try and do is capture that, really, really um, make the most of that time when it comes to building a following, uh, building your profile. Because you see, if nobody knows what you're doing, you're the best kept secret in this incredibly powerful message. And we can't have that. We definitely don't want that. We don't want any best kept secrets out here. What we want is for you to be able to Harness that enthusiasm. So that's the first thing we're going to teach you is how to harness that initial enthusiasm and make the most out of it, both from a profile point of view, but from a profit point of view too, because that's the next piece. You know, most people that I work with in business, when they first start, they do really well for a little bit and they think, oh, this is going to be great. But then the very nature of business and moving from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence is kind of like the next phase. That's kind of where we realize, oh, actually, hang on a second. People have got questions I can't answer. Maybe I'm not so great. Maybe I don't really know what I'm doing. And then all of our unconscious childhood self-belief of I'm not enough and I'm not good enough comes to the surface and grabs us by the throat and pinches off the flow of life. That's the part that I'm going to show you how to accelerate through. Everybody goes through it. It's natural and it's normal. But what Cindy's suggesting is that most people will go through that phase and freeze. But it's because the unconscious reptilian brain is the part of us that needs to maintain the status quo, needs to keep us safe. And it's all happening unconsciously because consciously you have an amazing vision. You've just invested so much time becoming exceptionally experienced and knowledgeable about what's true, right and real for humanity. And you can see the desperate need out there. And now it's just putting the two together in a way that's going to work for everybody. So you've got to be willing to ride the waves. And if you know that they're coming, then you can kind of start to see the signs. Whereas if you don't know that they're coming, because most people, when they first start out, they don't know what's coming. And that's really normal too. You know, if you've never done it before, this is new. So what I want to show you is that you're totally safe. You're absolute and you will be in completely safe hands, especially with everybody else that's also speaking at the summit. But we'll show you how to accelerate past that I'm not enough and straight into conscious competence where you know you know enough and you feel comfortable and confident in your own ability to be able to transform lives. And that's why you did this course in the first place. That's why you're attending this summit in the first place. You want to transform lives, but it's going to take a little bit of self-transformation along the way. Then once we get you into the conscious competence, then it's just about strategy. Then it's just about, okay, so how do I continue to build my profile? How do I continue to help more people? And I'm going to share with you some strategies that's one-on-one -on -one and that's also one-to-many because there's a couple of different ways that you can build and develop your business. But then I'm also going to share with you some of the roadblocks that you're going to come up against when you're building all of this beautiful dream of yours. There's going to be some mindset blocks that you're going to have to mine your way through so that you recognize them for what they are, but they don't become something that holds you back from your vision. And that's where most people get caught is they see what they want. And you now I've got this big belief 
and I'll tell you more about this at the summit, but I've got this big belief. If you can see it, you can be it. It's what's meant for you. So it's your birthright to step into that beautiful vision that you're holding for yourself. And sometimes you just don't know how because it's new. And if you were supposed to know, you'd already be doing it. So follow in the footsteps of those that have gone before you and learn how to do it properly. Avoid the pitfalls, sidestep some of the challenges that you don't need to go through by following in the footsteps of those that have done it before. And I guess that's kind of my job And coming back to answering Cindy's question as to why I do what I do. It's to show you how to do it and do it with ease. That's what I love is with ease. I love how you said... Um, whether it's one-on-one or one-on-many. Yes. There could be some people coming that it is one-on-one on themselves and they're trying to change themselves. And I love the fact that you said that's what you've got to do first is you've got to work on what you're, you know, what you're doing and your beliefs and everything like that. Then you can go out and help other people. And it's not that we change other people. We just give them the information. We influence them for them to make those changes. And, and I love that. I, I have to Um, say this and I want to hear what you think about this. So my business coach said to me recently, he said, Cindy, boring is profitable. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know me, I've got these ideas all the time and I want to do this and like I've got this idea on a television series and then I've I've got an idea on a summit, like a different type of summit, like one online and then I've got an idea on this and, and he just looks at me and he goes, boring is profitable so what do you think about that oh that's a because oh. <laughs> i know miss karen smith oh, very well <laughs> how do i answer that well you're a creative like karen oh. is an unbelievable creative <laughs> and when she does something she does it amazingly well but sometimes we just have to follow the system don't we? And I know with you, when you, you, you are creative and then you follow a system mm-hmm. and it becomes a success, then you go, okay, I've done that. It's time for me to move on to my next thing. Yes. So, but you do do that boring bit. You do the creative, but then you have to follow those systems. So do you want to speak about that? Yeah, so I have, um, so this yellow wall here behind me in my office here is actually a whiteboard. So I've painted the wall yellow because I like yellow. It's nice and fresh and shiny. And then there's a paint that you can put over the top of it that makes it like a whiteboard. So I draw on it with whiteboard markers. So that's where all of my ideas go. And I never stop the flow of ideas. I never tell myself that I can't get those fantastic ideas the first minute I wake up or when I'm on the toilet or if I'm in the shower, when I get those moments of pure brilliance, it goes up on my wall or it goes into a little journal that I have um, that I carry around in my handbag. So I'm always in that state when an idea comes to me, I write it down. I don't always pursue it because not every idea is profitable and not every idea has a beginning and an end. Sometimes ideas just bring a flavor, but they don't necessarily bring a process along along with them. So when I get an idea, I actually have a structure that I'll run that idea through in terms of why is that idea going to work for me first and foremost? Why is it going to work for me? What's it going to do for me? And then why is that going to work for the people that I serve? And then what is that idea really? Let me flesh it out. What is it in terms of its impact for me and what's its impact from the people I serve? 
And then I flesh out how does this work? How will I deliver this? How will this unfold? How's that strategy going to roll out? And then once I can get it through those structures, then I'll see very clearly whether this is an idea that I plan to pursue and if it's an idea that is going to turn out to be profitable. Because that's the other thing that's really important when you are in business is that you're putting your energy and your attention onto what's called dollar productive activity. And sometimes that boring stuff, it isn't specifically dollar productive, but the outcome of it is dollar productive. And when you are in business, there's a mix between the hard and the soft skills. You know, the soft skills are the people stuff where you're talking to people, networking, growing your business, growing yourself, experiencing those great, beautiful, golden moments. And then the hard skills is what does your database look like? What is your marketing strategy? What is your business strategy? What are you planning on doing? Where are you taking it? Who is it going to be for? Who's your ideal client? You know, all of those sorts of things that once you know the skill of them, it just becomes a replication process. So you first got to learn the skill and then you rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. But the part of your business that gets to be so fun and colourful and full of flavour and texture is when you get those beautiful ideas. And again, I personally... I get ideas all the time. You're spot on, Cindy. But I am very impulsive. So if I'm not careful, I probably could have decimated my business 10 years ago. So my rule is it goes up on the board for five days. If it keeps repeating itself in my mind over and over and over again for five days, then I'm allowed to pull out the structure on it. And if I can get the structure on it, then I'm allowed to implement it into my business. These are the rules I have on myself. But I think it's about knowing yourself and I think it's about knowing what works. And, you know, in the very beginning, I remember my sister said to me, she said, find what works and repeat it. That's all you've got to do is find what works and repeat it. And then as you become a little bit more self-confident, you know, especially when you're starting out, if you become a little bit more self-confident, a little bit more self-aware and you get to know how you are and who you are, one, as a support to humanity, but two, as a business person, Um, when we know who and what we are in both of those areas, then we can play around with them a little bit. But whether it's lingerie, lollipops, nutrition or mindset is your business. It doesn't matter what your game is. Business principles are business principles. And, you know, if you're not making money, you're not setting yourself up to be profitable, then you can't sustain your business and deliver that amazing message that's coming to you and through you through everything that you've learned and then the world doesn't become a better place because of you. So it's very important that we place just as much emphasis on our ability to uh, be profitable as our ability to be creative. Actually, I absolutely love that, that you've got a strategy around that because I do the Mm. same, Karen, you know, have all these ideas and I need a yellow board. (laughs) I'm going to have to put one up here somewhere. I might have to paint it over Karen. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, I just think that I, I have all these ideas, but I don't have that in in that structure that you're talking about. I do have people around me that make me do that structure. I must admit, but these are, you know, these are women and men that um, have done the course. They want to get more information. They want to take it further, and. To have that amazing structure, are you going to teach that to them how to Absolutely. have a creative idea? Yay, I'm so excited. 
I'm going to learn too. (laughs) You think we've done 275 podcasts together. That's more than 275 hours. You'd think I would have heard this. Oh, love. Yeah, but you'd think that I would have figured out what to do with the skin bag that I live in as well too, you know. Before we got onto the call, uh, everybody, Cindy was saying that I looked particularly good. Mm. And the last time I saw Cindy, I can honestly say I looked like the dog's breakfast. Um, (laughs) But you know what? No, no, I did. We were in New Zealand and I had the stomach the size of a pillow. It was just huge. But, 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 you know, how long have I known you, Cindy? 12 years now? Mm -hmm. Long time. Creepers, creepers. After 12 years, finally. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we teach each other and and that's what I love. I love when people come and come to my summit. Um, They're not only teaching the pupils in the classroom but the pupils are teaching the teacher in the classroom and and we do this all the time because I learn so much from you Karen you know like I said we have done so many hours together not only on podcasts but on conferences and we're you know two weeks hiking away and doing things like that and um yeah one of the things that I I recognize about you is you are organized creative um (sighs) What else? Um, till of a hun. You, yeah, know, you are. You're till of a hun. But it works and it works for you. And I've watched your business. You know, we met when you were working for somebody. And I haven't seen you work for anybody in a long time. So you were working for a real estate company at the time. Yes. So um, I can hardly wait for everybody to hear your story, number one, if they haven't heard it. But number two, get the information that they need to get out of their ways to become greater than they ever thought was possible in order to be people that can influence in their community change that will, you know, bring about health, um, but bring about inspiration for other people to make those changes as well. Is there anything that you would like to finish with um, before we we say goodbye and they get to see you at the summit, which is on the 28th and 29th of July in Brisbane? Um, I do. Yeah, I do. I just, I want to just really assure people that, um, and I'm, I can only speak for myself and I'm really excited to hear all of the other speakers as well. But I promise you when you join us, my focus for you is going to be an accelerated ride because I know what it's like being in business. It can be challenging, especially when you're going into something new. So I'm focusing on giving you an accelerated ride, the actual how-to tools. So you're going to walk out with strategies and I'm going to talk to you about how to create a massive influence meaning a circle of influence of people that you influence by influencing yourself, how to create a huge impact with what you've learned and then create a massive income from that so that then you can sustain yourself. And I'm going to show you how to do that in an accelerated way. And yes, I am going to share with you my own personal strategies about how I've managed to build my business because I do work by myself mostly. You know, I'm pretty much a solopreneur and I'm wheeling resources when I need them, but for the most part, I work by myself. So that does require some very specific strategies set up so that it works um, and so that I'm not getting overwhelmed. So I'm going to share with you my very own personal tricks and tips that I've discovered over the years. So I can't wait. I'm really excited. I can't wait to tell you all about it. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and so just to let everybody know, it is um, July 28th and 29th. Um, just go to the FNA 
dot academy that's functional nutrition academy fna dot academy um, and search for the events and you will find the summit for 2018 um, and we look forward to seeing you there karen thank you for your time thank you oh it's a pleasure always a pleasure so that was the last of the six interviews that i have done over the last three weeks and I'm sure you will uh, realise that the information that these six uh, people have uh, is phenomenal. And the 30 minutes that you heard um, of, from each of them will be just a touch of the iceberg of what they'll be teaching at the Functional Nutrition Academy uh, Summit of 2018. So just uh, to let you know, if you want to book in, I think by now the early bird special has finished, but if you would like to book in, just go to the Functional Nutrition Academy website, which is F for functional, N for nutritional, so fn.academy. Click on the events page and book in for that summit. The summit is for not only students and graduates of the FNA, but also for the general public who want to learn more about the topics that we've discussed over the last three weeks. And we have discussed topics on gastroenterology as well as pediatrics, uh, hormones, DNA uh, and the genes and alleles and, and SNPs, as well as enzymes for digestion and health, herbs and mindset. So these are the topics that we will uh, be doing at the Functional Nutrition Academy. We're also, um, just to remind you, we are also doing uh, the uh, screening of What's With Wheat on the 27th of July in the evening in the CBD of Brisbane. So make sure you book for that. I'll have Dr. Rodney Ford and myself in the forum. And if Kim Morrison makes it down, we'll definitely have Kim there. So if you have any comments, questions or remarks that you'd like to make, please go to our Up For A Chat Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Up For A Chat. And let us know what you think. If you have any questions, I'll, I'll try and answer them for you. Uh, if you uh, want to give us a five-star rating, please do. We like them because uh, it helps us. And I, I have to tell you something else, you know. Uh, I have been travelling around Australia of doing the, I guess, the country tour and it's called the Real Food Tour. And we average around 100 uh, to 150 people in our talk. Some are smaller but we're, we're averaging around that 100 to 150, which is excellent. And the amount of people that come up to me and say, we have listened to every one of your Up For A Chats we love listening to you. You're like our friends. I listen to you when I go on my walks. And I just want to thank all of our listeners for your support. We've been doing this for years now. And without you, we wouldn't be able to continue. So I want to thank you for your support. Thank you for coming up and telling me that you have been listening to us for as long as we've been going and that you feel like that you are our friend because that's what Up For A Chat is all about. This is about us connecting with you uh, and, and being somebody that is, you know, you're the fly on the wall in our conversations. And, and I have to tell you, our conversations usually are <laughs> a long time before we start and a long time after. And we really do love doing this. And sometimes we don't even know what we're going to talk about. We've got a bit of a topic and we go for it. Other times we are totally in control and know exactly what we're talking about. 
But I've, I've realised um, that the people that we love to interview are the everyday people, the people that are doing amazing things in their community. And while I've been travelling, I've been finding these people. And um, so you will notice over the next couple of weeks that it, we're going to be talking to people that have really made changes in their own lives, have had shocks in their lives, have had... Um, amazing success or amazing drama in their life but they've come through it and they usually come through it as a result of sticking to the principles of health so and uh, you know enjoy what comes up in the next couple of weeks um, and you will notice that that seems to be more of our theme than getting the people uh, that are, uh, are specialists in their field even though the last three uh weeks have been about that sometimes we like to just talk to the people that are on the ground and and doing it the way we will do it you know they don't maybe have that science background but they've found it either through up for a chat changing habits 28 or through karen smith or found it through some other means but we just we just love hearing all about it so until next week look after yourselves and as Kim said, self-care is not selfish. It's imperative that we look after ourselves because if we can't look after ourselves, how do we look after our family and friends? And how can we influence these communities that we need to influence in order to change what's happening in our country and the world? So bye for now. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. The only lesson is ever going to be your learning. That's it. As long as you're learning, that's your lesson. When you stand in front of the mirror, the talk, the things that go on between these ears in the morning can also be what sets you up for a day. And if you've beaten yourself up for not being the most extraordinary person that you can be, then start now. We make it hard for ourselves. We make things difficult for ourselves because we go and apply a whole bunch of stories and a whole bunch of drama and a whole bunch of I'm not good enough to the things that occur in our lives. Wake the heck up. Today is a new day. And here's where it can change. Kim Morrison and Karen Smith feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.